0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B,
1: here's Daniel Salerson. Welcome into the best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. Sean Kelly is in Houston to call tonight's preseason opener between the Pelicans and the Rockets. John DeShazer is in the Windy City as he will be covering Sunday's Saints first Bears game. Speaking of the Saints, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson's interview will be on today's show, along with CBS NFL announcer Ian Eagle and Pelicans forward Anthony Davis. We have a lot to get to today, so let's get right to the interviews. When we come back, you'll hear Thursday's interview with Jim Henderson. This is Todd Graves, founder
2: of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win, but here in New Orleans, we make sure that you are well-fed, too. Tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Grazing Cane's chicken fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints.
3: The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase.
4: The hippest senior dance team in the NBA, the Crescent City Classics, presented by People's Health, are ready to show you their moves and teach you a fun routine to perform at a Pelicans home game. The Crescent City Classics dance clinics in the month of November are for Pelicans fans over the age of 50, and each participant receives six total hours of dance instruction, a t-shirt, and a ticket to a Pelicans home game. Space is limited. For more info and pricing, visit pelicans.com today.
0: Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. <gasps> this is the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the Best of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. As he usually does every Thursday, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, called into the show and spoke with Sean Kelly about this weekend's matchup against the Chicago Bears.
5: Good Thursday show for you today. Ian Eagle uh, is with us. And, of course, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, too. And at this time, we welcome in Mr. Henderson, Uh, dutifully preparing for Sunday's matchup between the Saints and the Chicago Bears. Good morning, Jim. I hope this Thursday finds you well.
6: It does, Sean. It's great talking to you again.
5: Thank you, sir. Uh, It has been almost 13 years to the day since the Saints uh, won at Soldier Field. And I know there haven't been many meetings over that time, but the simple fact is it's been a long time since the Saints enjoyed victory At that facility, is there a rhyme or reason, or is there a particular challenge that you've found over the years as to why maybe teams, especially the Saints, have not tasted it so well in Chicago?
6: Well, I think mostly uh, it's a combination of things. When the Saints have lost their last three games there, two have been in December, and one has been in January, and uh, it's a heavy heavy track. Uh, The Saints, as everybody knows, would prefer to play indoors on turf where they can utilize all their weapons, And uh, that combination with a pretty vocal crowd and uh, a bare defense that always seemed to rise to the occasion has made it a place where Drew Brees has never won, either as a Charger or a Saint. Believe me, that'll be on his mind on Sunday.
5: Before we get more into the game itself, you know, you and I and and basically the entire Saints fan base has been marveling at at Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham and their connection here throughout the first month of this season. Jim, in your your three-plus decades with the Saints, can you remember um, another quarterback-receiver-slash-tight-end combination that has struck folks as, as uniquely as these two have?
6: No, not over this amount of time. And, uh, yeah, it, it is such a unique combination. And the Saints have uh, so many weapons. They've got, as I called them this week, they've got the tank in Darren Sproles and the tower in and, and Jimmy Graham. and. The ability to work the periphery with Sproles in the short passing game—he leads all running backs in the NFL in yards after catch. And Jimmy is such a matchup problem, whether he's either lined up at wide receiver or at tight end. So, no, it, it's a unique problem that uh, is wonderful for the Saints to contemplate giving to the opponent every week. As the Saints have had uh, Jimmy Graham now connecting uh, with with uh, Drew Brees for touchdowns in five straight games, and I've been reading that only Wes Welker with six has more of a streak going in the NFL than Graham and Breeze do.
5: You know, the, the sheer love that these two guys get, and again, I'm, I'm fairly new to this scene. Um, you know, I, I know that Archie was a, f- a fan favorite, and Bobby Ebert too, and others, um, but is, have we entered now with the Saints, with guys like Breeze and Graham and whatnot, a certain star power that maybe um, we haven't seen with Saints players over the years?
6: I would agree with that. Um, you know, Jimmy's such a great story. Uh, Drew is such a great story. Uh, I always judge it when I host the Welcome Saints luncheon for the touchdown club every year, and every player on the roster at that point, probably around 90 in preseason, uh, is introduced individually. It's always fun for me to see what kind of ovations they get, and you expect Drew to get the ovation that he gets, but I think Jimmy's this year was almost equal to his. So he's a likable kid, he plays hard. Uh, he's got a great story coming from the background that he did. And um, so I think the star power of those two guys is probably unmatched as a, as both uh, uh, their ability on the field and how it transcends to their star power off it.
5: Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, with us here on the Black and Blue Report this Thursday. Jim, what do you know about Mark Trussman, the, the head coach up there in Chicago?
6: Well, I know he spent one year with the Saints in training camp when he was out of uh, work. I think that might have been 2007, and uh, he expressed his indebtedness to uh, the Saints and to Sean and to Mickey Loomis for doing that. He's always had uh, um, a very active offensive mind, never got a chance to be a head coach until he went to the Canadian Football League. So in the past, you know, the Bears were always um, a defensive team, usually having defensive coaches, uh, most recently in Lovie Smith and in Trustman now it's kind of a, a changing of the guard really for the Bears. They're not quite as awesome as they were defensively. They don't have the Brian Erlacher or any great middle linebacker anymore. Now they've lost their franchise player along the defensive line and Henry Melton, uh Lawrence Tillman has been in the league eleven years. And I was really surprised in putting my charts together. I hadn't realized that Julius Peppers has been in the league for twelve years. So uh it's a defense that's not quite up to the previous standards of the Bears. But an offense that uh led by Matt Forte and, and Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, uh, is perhaps a little bit better than it's been in recent years.
5: The tradition there in Chicago as far as the fan base and, and the love for their Bears is, is well documented. You know, when I look at Trusman and kind of the start that they've had at 3-1, and one, I can't help but feel good for those folks who have kind of suffered through some rather poor personalities that have been leading the way in Chicago over the last decade or so.
6: Ken, they got off to that 3-0 and start, and people were pretty fired up. They they were they remained tough at home they beat cincinnati in the opener 24 21 and then barely got by minnesota at home 31 30 uh went to pittsburgh and, and beat a winless Steeler team 40 to 23 but then um they went to detroit last week and although the score was 40 to 32 it was not that close they could have easily been outscored by three touchdowns in that game except for a lion mistakes uh in that game as i watched that game and and yeah, Jay Cutler is a funny guy. You watch him, and you talk about body language. And Drew is always talking about that. And you look at Jay Cutler on the bench and in that game, and it looked like he had just awakened from a nap. I mean, he had very little uh, enthusiasm, very little fire. There was some speculation after that game in the Chicago papers that he was sick, that perhaps he'd had the flu or something like that, which he denied. But he will go into these funks where. Uh, he he just relies totally on his arm. He'll make poor decisions. His mechanics break down. Uh, he can be rushed, although not as easily this year as last year. And so you never quite know what you're going to get from a Jay Cutler from week to week.
5: Jim, as you've been putting together your charts for the weekend, I know you always kind of stu- I don't want to say you stumble on it, but you dig deep enough that it, it surfaces. There's there's usually a factor or two or something that jumps out at you that you think that will prominently figure into a football game. Is there anything that's, that's done that here in your prep work for the Saints and Bears this week?
6: Well, I think every time you look at Chicago, it's their ability to force turnovers, especially with guys like, like a Charles Tillman. And uh, the Saints have always had a hard time um, with the Bears when they have turned the ball over. And looking at the uh, the last uh, three games, the Saints have played against them and all losses, of course. Um, I think Catherine Carroll pointed it out, uh, today on NOLA, that the Saints' turnovers in those games have been four in 2006, three in 2007, and two in 2008. So um, with the Bears maybe not quite as good at, 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 at uh, forcing turnovers as they've been recently, and the Saints, who have taken really good care of the ball in particular in their last week against the Dolphins, usually does, does come down to turnovers. And If the Saints can avoid them, I think this is a Saints win, although the oddsmakers have it either even or perhaps the Saints by a point.
5: Will it be weird for you to see Jermaine Bushrod in a different uniform on Sunday?
6: You know, it will. I always liked him. Uh, I thought he was a really good guy in the locker room. He was always very accessible to us, and of course that makes a big difference to us. Guys will talk to you after particularly a tough defeat. And uh, when we had him on the conference call yesterday, I asked him, did the Saints try to keep him, and did they know that they couldn't afford him? And he was pretty downcast. It sounded like uh, in his mind, the Saints had made up their minds before he was becoming an unrestricted free agent, that he was not going to be in their plans any longer. And, you know, I think in many ways, the Saints probably knew he was going to get a big payday somewhere, which he got from the Bears, who had a terrible problem at left tackle a year ago. And, and looking at some of the statistics in the off season, though, Germond didn't allow a lot of sacks. He did allow uh, an awful lot of pressures. But still, um, I think most Saints fans right now would say that, uh, Charles Brown is no Jermaine Bushrod at this stage of his career.
5: Fair enough. Alright, one tough question before I let you go. Of course, you and the fellows will be heading off to one of the great food cities in America. Saturday <laughs> night on the road is a tradition. Where uh, <laughs> where is, uh, where are Jim Henderson, Hokie Gajon, and the boys dining in Chicago on Saturday
7: nights?
6: <laughs> well, you know, I've had to do my scouting report. I haven't really <laughs> done much for the game, but I have scouted the restaurants pretty well with the likes of Jeff Duncan and, and also Tim Floyd, who's a friend of mine who coached who coached with the Bears, so I got a couple of recommendations for him, and, and uh, Tim always likes these uh, these places where if you don't bring your own gun, they give you one at the door, you know, those kind of Italian places, <laughs> Yes. and uh, he's recommended a couple. One is called the Hole in the Wall restaurant. But he said that's in Deerfield, and that's a bit of a trek for us, so the other one he likes is a place called Vivo, and I've been looking at that on the internet, and it gets good reviews, so I think Vivo gets the... Uh, gets the nod this week for the Saints broadcasting crew, which means the waiters aren't looking at a very big tip.
5: Ah, well, that's a whole nother show right there. And, uh, yeah. and the other part of the show that we'll have to do down the road is Tim Floyd, restaurant reviewer and recommender. That, that, <laughs> that in itself should be, interestingly enough. Yeah, I think that's a good feature right there. Uh, it might be. It might be. A little country, little city. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Floyd. I love it. It'll be great. It'll be great. Jim, have a great call on Sunday. Appreciate your time, as always, here on the show.
6: My pleasure, Sean. Nice talking to
5: you. Thanks, guys.
1: When we come back, you'll hear from Pelicans forward Anthony Davis on the best of the Black and Blue Report.
3: Taking flight with your New Orleans Pelicans is fun for fans of all ages. Pelicans fans 13 and under are invited to join the Junior Pelicans Kids Club presented by Laser Tag and Games. Free membership includes special ticket offers and more. Plus... For just $35, upgrade to an All-Star membership to get extra benefits that include Pelicans gear and invitations to exclusive events. All-Star memberships make great gifts, so visit pelicans.com for more info and to sign up for the best kids' club in the NBA.
1: Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as Music Firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music Firsts' history-making 50/51 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit budlightcom music first for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. Residence 21 and over. Ends 8 15 13. To play without purchase, mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game, PO Box 753 726, El Paso, Texas 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri.
0: Say that to say this—the new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this: this album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away trombone shorty delivers an incredible remake of the meters classic be my lady
4: with all music played by the original funky meters What's up, new orleans this is trombone shorty check out my new it's record say that to see this produced by raphael sadiq and me in stores now
0: punt pass kick and dunk
5: lob to the rim alley-oop dunk anthony davis
1: this is the black and blue report well, tonight the Pelicans will tip off for the first time in preseason play as they are in Houston facing the Rockets. Anthony Davis is ready to start his sophomore season in the NBA and caught up with John DeShazer earlier this week. A D, um training camp's about to begin, obviously.
4: Your thoughts on the Pelicans heading into this season, you're gonna have a huge role and there are high expectations for this
7: team, so Yeah, um, you no, know, I'm excited. You know, uh got new faces, a lot of new faces, um, old faces as well. Um and You know, it it was rare for guys to come back so early, you know, like a month before, uh, a month and a week before, and start working out again, getting ready, you know. uh, So, you know, that says a lot about what we're trying to do this year. And um, everybody's excited, you know, uh, everybody's ready to work, and um, can't wait to start training camp tomorrow.
4: You know, what additions have you made to your game? Because obviously you were – Uh, coming into your own at the end of last season. Coach said he kind of wanted to feed you a little bit slowly last year, but he said he's told you now just turn loose and let it go. What are some of the additions you've had? A
7: couple post moves, you know, post-game got a little better. Jump shot got a lot better. Um, I'm still trying to go out there and still explore. You know, it's only my second year, so there's a lot of things I still have to learn about the league. So I'm still trying to go out there and explore and – like Coach said, you told him to go out there and just play. Like the reins are off. Like go hoop, man. Um that's what I'm gonna try to do this season. You know, um, great point guard, um and Drew, you know, uh we got Eric, you know, Eric's back, um, Tyreek, you know, uh so we got a lot of new faces. Um, Greg, so um we gonna we're gonna be we gonna be great this season if we just keep working hard and um be dedicated. Now a
4: second consecutive summer with team USA. Talk about that process and what it can do to a player, I guess in terms of Adding to his game, giving him confidence.
7: Yeah, it definitely uh, builds your confidence. You know, uh, first time I went out there. You know, I didn't play NBA game before. You know, I haven't played any basketball professionally, and um, they threw me in the <laughs> in the woods with a pack of wolves. You know, so uh, it was it was it was nervous. I was very nervous. Um, it was uncomfortable for me, but them guys really you know welcomed me with open arms. and Said let's, let's just play. You know, and um, that's the that's the only thing you can ask for. So that really boosted my confidence playing with the Olympic team in London. Then coming back this year, this summer, you know, everybody was like, oh, you the vet now, you the vet. So um, it just builds your confidence. I was just out there just having fun, you know, there's there was no nerves um, rattling in my body. I was just out there having fun. And um, when you go out there and be a part of Team USA and USA basketball, it means a lot, you know. And so um, – Guys really don't get that. You're not getting paid for nothing like that. You know, um, it's just something that you should want to do and represent your country. And so, um, me having that confidence definitely brought it, going to bring it into training camp.
4: How do you feel physically? Coach said uh, last year you finished last season down to maybe 212 or so. He says now you're up to 230 range and that kind of thing. He said, obviously, it's a good natural weight for you, but how do you feel physically?
7: I feel great. You know, I feel great. I do the stress test and it took me (laughs) – like a minute and a half, two minutes to recover back to normal, you know, uh breathing. So I feel great. I feel like I'm in great shape and ready to get this ball rolling.
4: Your thoughts about being a leader on this team, because even though you're a young guy, um, you know, just barely out of teenage years, but you're a, a guy who's expected to have, you know, a high performance level, and Coach says he's kind of giving you the, the push to say, you know, hey, you work hard, you know, it's not it's not a bad thing to demand that your teammates also rise to that level.
7: Yeah, um, you know, it, it was tough. Uh, even last year, you know, Coach wanted me to have that role, you know, but not to put put too much pressure on me at the same time, so – um, but now, you know, uh, seeing a lot of things in the NBA with a lot more to see, you know, Coach is still guiding me down that path of becoming this leader, you know, because um, he's saying in a couple of years, you know, it's going to be on me. Right? We lose a game we should never lose or lose a big game. You know, it's on my shoulders now. And so he's trying to get me prepared for that. And uh, you know, I been, I think I've been doing a great job, you know, talking to the guys, you know, being very vocal and um, trying to show them, you know, uh, that, you know, we keep working hard, we can be great, you know. So I'm just trying to, you know, uh, be that leader that he wants me to be, you know, alongside with Drew and, you know, Tyreek and Eric and uh, Jason and you know, all the guys who um, he wants to, you know, be take on that leadership role.
1: If you are listening to this show on Saturday, you can listen to the action starting at 7 p.m. on 105.3 WWLFM. Sean Kelly will have the call live from Houston, Texas. When we come back, Ian Eagle takes the mic and talks with Mr. Kelly about the NFL. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Hey there. What you having?
8: Um, what kind of specials do you have today?
0: Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs.
8: Wait, what?
0: Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine wine. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini.
8: Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org.
2: This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around, we got this. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints.
5: Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans. And host your birthday party, corporate event, or holiday party in a Pelicans luxury suite. No matter who you're entertaining, let the Pelicans take the hassle out of finding a venue and planning world-class entertainment. Luxury suites are available now for games throughout the Pelican season, giving you great seats to see the biggest stars in the NBA. For more information and to book your luxury suite night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today.
1: Next up on the best of the black and blue report, Ian Eagle from the NFL on CBS was kind enough to call into the show on Thursday and talk about the NFL and get his thoughts about calling Sunday night's chargers Raiders game, which got moved back to 10:35 central time due to the athletics playing the night before John.
5: Well, the NFL weekend gets rolling tonight, Thursday night NFL, of course, and Buffalo is at Cleveland. Welcome back to the black and blue report. And a good friend is on the show today. And, uh, Really pleased to have Ian Eagle with us. He will not only be calling the game for Westwood One on radio tonight out at Cleveland, but then he's off to the West Coast. He has San Diego at Oakland uh, on this NFL weekend. We'll talk about that. And then uh, Brooklyn Nets, uh, television voice. Uh, The the man uh, somehow defies the the laws of uh, time and physics and everything else. (laughs) Ian, good to talk to you. I'm glad that you had a few minutes for us today before you start a weekend that will Probably hit what five different time zones at some point,
9: Sean. How do you how do you know it's it's really me and it's not the body double that I send out there? I've got three of them. Uh, I use them sparingly, but occasionally I do have to work them into the rotation.
5: I've talked to some of your broadcast partners, and that wouldn't surprise me that you would have body doubles like <laughs> That's that. <a>
9: good point. <laughs> Excellent uh,
5: point. Yes. All right. So let's start with tonight: a pair of two and two teams in Buffalo at Cleveland, uh, and and certainly uh, it's so early right now. Two and two especially for these two teams, you're by no means out of anything, and and actually this sets up nicely for each of these teams.
9: Yeah, and and I think it does show you the unpredictable nature of this league because a couple of weeks ago when you saw this matchup on the board, the first reaction was, oh, really? Cleveland-Buffalo? And now this is a solid matchup in the NFL. Buffalo has improved. I had a chance to see them in person last week in their win over Baltimore. Uh, This team has responded well to their first year head coach, Doug Marone. There's chemistry now. There's accountability now. They've always had a running game. Uh, They've been able to bring E.J. Manuel along and develop him, not put too much on his plate. And defensively, the week prior against the Jets, uh, they got obliterated in the secondary, decimated by injuries, and they had a lot of backup step forward last week against Baltimore. So I think that's a a much more cohesive group and a much more positive attitude coming out of Buffalo. Cleveland, a similar situation, a team that that made wholesale changes during the offseason, management changes, personnel changes as well. Look like they were in the Teddy Bridgewater sweepstakes, the talented quarterback out of Louisville. And then, boom, Brian Hoyer, who's a local kid. He grew up 15 minutes from the stadium, St. Ignatius High School. He's come in, and he's given them a shot in the arm at quarterback. He's the former backup to Tom Brady. And he's brought a certain edge and a certain attitude that they just haven't had there. Brandon Whedon hasn't been the answer. He injured his right thumb. And Hoyer has come in and lifted the spirits of that team. Defensively, they're really good. They have a chance to be a top-seven type defense throughout the year. They've got playmakers at every level. question was whether or not they could compete offensively, especially after the trade of Trent Richardson. And I think with Hoyer, they're showing that uh, they've got some signs of life now.
5: Franchises like Buffalo and Cleveland, they, they have to be very creative, don't they? I mean, it really seems like... They always have it stacked against them, and you and, yeah. and therefore you almost root for them a little bit.
9: Yeah, they can't make mistakes. You know, the drafting mistakes that have been made in Cleveland now, year after year after year, uh, that that's just something that a team like that can't seem to overcome. And for Buffalo, uh, they're not attracting the big name free agents, so. They've got to be smart. They've got to be wise. They have to make smart decisions during the offseason. Again, similar kind of mentality. Uh, you can't just open up the vault and give out a boatload of money unless you're certain that this guy fits the culture of your team. He's going to be happy in Buffalo. Uh, they've had great players come through there, and they just haven't been very happy there. At the running back position, Willis McGahey and Marshawn Lynch both of them had very productive seasons with the Bills, but they both wanted to move on. Uh, there, there's a certain kind of uh, I think mindset that, that has to be there if you're going to play in Buffalo and those guys just didn't have it. So uh, the hope is E.J. Manuel is the kind of guy you can build around. I can tell you just from personal experience and sitting down with him really impressive young guy. Uh, looks in the eye uh, very, uh, very much a leader. You can tell guys will gravitate towards him. So just judging off of the intangibles, I think Manuel is going to be someone that could be a fixture there. And now the tangibles, that has to play out. Whether or not the guy can really become a go-to quarterback in this league remains to be seen.
5: Ian Eagle is our guest. He has the national broadcast tonight for Buffalo at Cleveland. Ian, before we get to your other game this weekend, San Diego at Oakland, we're at the quarter pole here of the NFL season going into Week 5. What for you has been, the I guess, the biggest surprise for the – for the first four games?
9: Well, I would have to say Kansas City, just because of where they were. If you really look at them talent-wise, they were much better than what their records show. They were 2-14 and 14 last year. The bottom dropped out uh, under Romeo Cornell, and we know Scott Pioli was replaced as the decision-maker in Kansas City. They went in a new direction. Andy Reid comes in, and he's been rejuvenated. Uh, this is really a team that's built in his image, Uh, limit the mistakes, probably a little more balance, which is a good sign for Kansas City than what we saw his last couple of years in Philadelphia, where they became very pass-happy. And with Alex Smith, a guy that's just won consistently now over the last year and a half, Uh, Harbaugh really helped Alex Smith take it to the next level, realize, prioritize that uh, he's not going to be this dynamic playmaker, but he can be efficient and he can be a game manager. And I hate the fact that that's a negative connotation. It shouldn't be, because in Alex Smith's case, it works. It works for his skill set, and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Andy Reid that uh, they're they're now enjoying some success. It's going to get tougher. Uh, they're not going to sneak up on people. The schedule gets a little bit tougher as well, but they've been the biggest surprise at four and zero. Look, the New Orleans Saints. I know some people might be surprised at the fact that they're undefeated, but it just reminds you of just how much Sean Payton means and how big the coaching spot is in the overall equation in the National Football League. It's just a game changer. That's all there is to it. And that's not a knock on what they had to do last year. It just was too much. The distractions were were just too much, and it it probably overwhelmed them with that tough start, and they leveled off by by the end of the season. This year, they're uh, they're just so impressive. They're so dynamic offensively and defensively. They're playing with a purpose. Coach Ryan has come in and and provided uh, uh, an edge, something a little different the the way that they approach things compared to Steve Spagnola. So uh, I, I just know that. Uh, He's a difference maker. Uh, Sean Payton's a difference maker. Everybody in the league knows that, and that's why I can't say I'm that shocked
5: that they've played at such a high level. No doubt. Uh, San Diego to Oakland, that's your television game this weekend. And, of course, you may get the most unique thing out of this. You know, of course, you, people are going to talk <laughs> about Patriots in Cincinnati and Houston at San Francisco and even Denver at Dallas. But this one's intriguing. Ian, they've moved the game time for this, um, this football game. Can you walk me through how all this has come to play for – sunday
0: yeah
9: you know sean about two weeks ago when we were assigned the game we were told that there was a possibility that this game could be shifted based on the fact that the oakland a's were at that point uh, in the driver's seat to get either the one or two seed in the american league for the postseason well it came down to the wire Uh, they kept pushing it off pushing it off pushing it off Basically, there was going to be an issue with turning the stadium over and transforming it from baseball to football. This is the only stadium in American sports that doubles for both. Only one left. You know, it's a dinosaur compared to what cities have been able to do. So in the back of our mind, I think we always knew that this was a possibility, but we didn't know what the options were. There were rumors that they would just move it to a later start, which would be 425 uh, local time. And that couldn't happen based on the fact that uh, they couldn't get the stadium ready. The A's, in fact, did finish with a two-seed. They've got a baseball game scheduled on Saturday early evening into the late evening. And the stadium officials said that uh, they can't get the stadium ready for football. So uh, Monday night was a possibility. They elected to not do that, they couldn't do it at a more normal hour based on the fact that it can 't conflict with Sunday Night Football, because NBC has an exclusive window. And ultimately, Sean, in a roundabout fashion, they are now kicking it off at 8:30 local time, so that 's 11:30 Eastern on Sunday night. So the fans of the National Football League, potentially, if they want to could enjoy end-to-end action for about 15 hours on this coming Sunday. Uh, parts of 15 hours. There might be a little brief respite if you need to to maybe spend some family time. Uh, you've got about 45 minutes.
5: Well, well, uh, that it's should be plenty.
9: It's wall-to-wall.
5: 45 minutes should be plenty. I mean, <laughs>
9: That should be enough. I you mean, know, look. But I, it's a Sunday, and and I know that there are some people that 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 want to get closer to their family. There are others that that are looking for excuses not to spend time with their family.
5: There will be people that watch, and and you know, let me ask you this because there's actually been there's been some talk about you know if this goes well, ratings wise, because that's what matters on yep. the television side. That this this could be a regular window in that the West Coast folks have always been yelling and streaming for something in their right. prime time. You know, they get Monday night football at 5 p.m. or whatever it is. You live on the East Coast. Can you give us both sides and, and whether you think this is viable or not to have a game start that late out east?
9: Yeah, you know, I think back to the opening Monday night and how difficult that was. I mean, I I went to Washington. I did the early game, Philadelphia and Washington, I was able to get home that night because I was traveling with Boomer Esiason and Boomer had creative ways in which to get home. And I made it home and still fell asleep before the game ended on the West Coast. So I I just, I don't know how viable it would be from an Eastern time zone perspective. Now there are those on the West Coast that would tell you, hey, that would be great. That's wonderful. That's in our strike zone. Uh, If... If it has any legs, ratings-wise, you nailed it, Sean. Uh, this could have a future. If this particular game does not rate well, uh, then it might cause some pause for the NFL and for the television networks to get involved in it. If you can sell it and if it's viable, then certainly th- this is a possibility.
5: All right, we shall see. Um, good luck to you. Safe travel this weekend. Yeah, I know you'll have fun with it. I mean, this, this beats digging ditches, as they say.
9: And that, that was my other option. I'm, I'm a strapping man, and uh, I don't like to, to comment on my physicality, but it was either this or I i, I was going to be digging ditches. So. How
5: about we just leave it to the theater of the mind at this point? <laughs> yeah, I think,
9: yes. I think that's probably the, the right way to go.
5: My friend, I could talk to you for hours, but I actually have to stop talking now. So um, I appreciate your time, to say the least.
9: Sean, anytime, and uh, good luck. It's going to be a fun season. I, I look forward to seeing you in person.
1: Looks like it will be a late night for Ian come Sunday. When we come back, I'll wrap things up and get you set for another great week on the Black and Blue Report.
8: What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is,
4: your results are back. Everything looks great.
8: Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 Auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. The best dancers in the NBA, the Pelicans dance team, are ready to show your child their premier moves and even teach them a fun routine to perform at a Pelicans home game. The Junior Pelicans Dance Team Clinic on December 7th is for girls 5 to 12 years of age and each participant receives two hours of dance instruction, Junior Pelicans Dance Team uniform, two tickets to a Pelicans home game and more. Space is limited. For more information and pricing, visit pelicans.com today.
3: Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three scenes. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 purchase.
1: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Monday, Sean Kelly will host the show from Dallas, Texas, where the Pelicans will play their second preseason game against the Mavericks. Plus, John Shazer will stop by to talk about Sunday's Saints game against the Chicago Bears. You can listen to any show on New Orleans Saints and Pelicans.com, plus your Saints app. And don't forget to download the podcast via iTunes. Stay tuned. A Pelicans app is on the way where you can listen to this show as well as get stats and interviews from your favorite players. That will do it for today's podcast. I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the best of the Black and Blue Report.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com.